What's Milo been up to in the past four years since I graduated? He talks about you constantly. <laughs> you can't see this, but we're sitting in our studio and there's a huge uh, cardboard cutout of you that's surrounded by votive candles of differing sizes. Plus the and, like, various. Do you remember to make uh, the burnt sacrifices this morning like I taught you at Cambridge? <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's there's like goat bones covered with fat currently aflame in one corner. There's also like little bits of your hair and fingernails that we've been able to buy online uh, uh-huh. that are stuck to it in a way that's not aesthetically pleasing, but makes us feel like it is more significant. Yeah, I, you know that's that's the normal thing that you would do when you're talking to your uh, ex girlfriend of many years, of course. Okay, Caroline, <laughs> we've heard the story from Milo so many times. Can you please tell us your side of the story of how you met Milo? Finally. Um. Okay. <laughs> Let me like frantically text Milo like what he wants me to say about this. Um, no, no, we want the unfiltered, unvarnished truth of your long and sordid relationship. Where like you discover that me and Caroline met on Little St. James Island in like the middle of like a, some kind of sacrificial ritual yeah. um, because Caroline neglected to text me to ask the true version. Speaking arrangements. Um, um, I I feel like I have to say I'm joking because I recently went on a comedy show. And I literally, every single thing I said sarcastically, people assumed was true. And it's making me lose all faith in humanity getting these DMs. But Milo, do you remember how, like, exactly how we met? Like, the moment when we met? I don't remember. Uh, Oh, I remember that. That was, uh, we were at uh, a Footlight Smoker and uh, me and uh, Archie were doing a sketch I can't remember what the sketch was. Something incredibly stupid, possibly about the font wingdings. The silly greengrocer. Yeah, silly, silly <laughs> greengrocer. Cl- that classic Footlights character, the silly greengrocer. Yeah. <laughs> silly, silly greengrocer is talking to Colin Farrell. That's the concept, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing silly greengrocer. Uh, and yes, yes, I'm hearing a penny farthing bicycle. All right, Cambridge Footlights, let's improvise. <laughs> that was you, right? You did that. We did. We did not ever improvise. You're, you're, you know, because you're, a, you've been, a, you're a huge proponent of improv. I do love it. That's why. That's why at the end of every podcast I say and scene. Um, anyway, so uh, yeah, we were doing this sketch, and uh, Caroline, you were doing some kind of like stand-up type thing, and you were basically hyperventilating about how nervous you were about doing this, um, <laughs> and so I started like talking you through it. That's my that's my recollection of what happened. And then, how did you start your romantic relationship? <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds after yeah, that, I obviously. That actually, it, yeah, we were. You were like downstairs in that like green room at the ADC, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. With like mirrors and like nothing in it, and just like everyone like dressed up for their sketch. Yeah, so the the footlights are um, a sketch comedy thing, and you write a sketch, and you sort of are in charge of like providing your own costumes and dressing up as it. And I, as someone who's never done anything except tell stories about myself didn't write a sketch. I literally just told a story about my life. Um, Fantastic costume, though. Yeah, was, yeah I, I would say it was pretty... Re- I, I imagine it was pretty realistic, yeah, given your yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I nailed the Caroline Calloway aesthetic. But, a very um, damning <laughs> description of stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, you know who gave it a really damning description? The footlights themselves are like whoever made the like set list. Like they had everyone sort of very pretentiously titled their sketches. Like they gave them like a like a little mini play name. And then it was just like Caroline Calloway and like Aloof Green Grocer. Like story about her life. And I remember <laughs> looking at that set list being like, wow, I have misjudged the situation. I like everyone else had like, a, you know, that sort of a title of a book, like everything capitalized and like everyone was dressed as characters and like I was dressed as myself and I was just going there to talk about myself. And I, I, I had been in Cambridge for like two weeks. I was a first year. It was the first like smoker of the year. I don't know how to turn off the dings for my emails. So you're just going to, it's just going to. Part of that, if you. Oh, that's fine. It. We're pro ding. Adds atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. I'm the only. I'm gonna keep emailing mother. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Milo, stop. <laughs> um, but 
Yeah. So I, I was really scared. Yeah. I remember freaking out. I was, it was like my second week at Cambridge and the way I remember it was that Milo was hitting on me. Like he had tried to talk to me and then I didn't really talk to him, but then I started freaking out and then I was like dependent on him emotionally, like very much so until I went on and he did a really good job uh, like talking me down from the ledge. Do you think that's a fair description? I really like, I don't want to do you dirty. Uh, no, I mean, I think I think I probably was hitting on you, yeah, on some level. I think that's probably not an unfair description. I mean, as I recall it, you know, various of the Footlights Committee were standing in your immediate vicinity, smoking huge cigars and saying, look, she's not even put anything about a green grocer in the title of her sketch. You'll never succeed here in the Footlights game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll, you'll never succeed in this great big improv game we call the Footlights. Oh. But no, I, I wouldn't worry about it because most of the people who then go on to succeed in the Footlights either become podcasters, Twitch streamers, or pedophiles, so like, mm. doesn't really matter. Three yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, you know what? You can do any. You would do anything if you set your mind to it. Welcome to the Cambridge Footlights Pedophilia Twitch Stream and Podcast. Yeah, PTP. Yeah. Yeah. Is he a pedophile or like, what's his deal? Who? Uh, who? Stephen who? Fry. Stephen Fry. Uh, no, no. <laughs> we we are not saying that. No. Uh, we're <laughs> Stephen Fry's lawyers. We are absolutely not alleging this. As much no, as, much as we all need the publicity, we are not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. he's a national treasure, and and mm-hmm. we don't want to talk about the weird age differences between him and his younger boyfriends. Cool, he's, cool, 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 cool. He's okay. a national treasure. Also, he's on the show Bones. What? You yes, he is. Yeah. yes, he he's is. Yes, he is. He's on the show Bones. He plays a psychologist called Gordon Gordon Wyatt, who okay, after season four- that's a way four, to break America. <laughs> So Gordon, they named him twice. Yeah, that's it's 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 a he's his name is Gordon Gordon Wyatt, and after season four, and he's like the the psychologist to the Bones team, including the confidant of Seely Booth, played by David Boreanaz, and then quits and becomes a chef, but then comes back as a guest to like do a celebrity spot on investigating different crimes. Um, ah, yes, Gordon Gordon Wyatt, the pedophile psychologist from the show Bones. <laughs> Oh no! Every time I bring this up, you keep going back to it, and we keep having to cut jokes because they're actionable. It's not actionable to, Gordon, to say Gordon that a character. That character's gonna sue us. Oh no! Oh, okay, okay. For a second, I was like, "Wow, Milo really, really came around quickly to supporting yeah. this angle." But I get it. Yeah. It's a, it's a callback to uh, another joke that I wasn't here for. Uh, you know what? I'll call myself out about the second time we hung out. Because I feel like I stayed friends with Milo, not just because he was so nice to me um, it, at a moment when I was really scared. I also remember that in the green room realizing that I was the only person who was a freshman. Like everyone else had like been at Cambridge. And anyways, I was really, really grateful for him being so kind to me when I was so nervous. Um, and. I also remember thinking, like, he he was like, I've done so many smokers, like, I've done this all the time, like, it's not a big deal, you'll be fine. And what I heard was, I've done so many smokers, and I can help you get into the footlights. And so I remember, like, really pushing for us to write a sketch together, like a comedy sketch, right? Like, and it didn't really, it sort of fell off the back burner um Michaelmas term which is like the fall term just because like even if I thought about it that first night I just had a million other things to do like you know make a single friend my own age and my year and just you know new school freshman year freshman fall stuff and but by the spring I was sort of settled and I sort of redirected my attention to creative projects like my Instagram and I really wanted to be part of the footlights. This was before I realized that I don't want to write sketch comedy or do sketch comedy. I want to be, I want to be. A you memoir. knew nothing about greengrocers. You were entirely unsuited for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, what I, what I want to know is, is the, the this sketch that was developed. Does any evidence of it exist anywhere? Oh, I have it. You have it. Can you please find it on your computer immediately? Can you please wait? The greengrocer sketch. Milo actually said so. <laughs> Fast forward to spring, and I have a boyfriend at this point. And my and ugh, 
my boyfriend was so wonderful at the time, but he didn't really like know Cambridge and Milo. Milo was president of his drinking society and he had terrible acne. And oh, no. Always I'm painting a picture here. Damn, we're going to be canceled by the acne police now. Yeah, I, I, hold on. How does that work? Why? Just for having acne? The acne police must love you for that. I don't know. I mean, are the acne police, are they pro or anti-acne? That's the real question. <laughs> I feel like you just said that to fill time while you were frantically looking for something. Yeah, I'm looking for this sketch. I did I did find it the other day. Uh-huh. Hang on. Yeah, Continue I talking. I again. But, but I, I'm certainly, whatever, whatever side of people doesn't really care about acne, I'm on their side. Because Milo was so funny. Like, literally such a joy to send messages to. Like it, it's was amazing, and honestly, Milo, since like texting and reconnecting after uh, the union interview, you're still so funny. And listening to this podcast, just like ten out of ten. And so we started messaging, and we made. Um, do you remember? I, I don't remember any hangout sessions until we were writing that sketch in your room at Peter House. Do you remember any hangout sessions? Yeah, we hang out quite. A f- right, I mean, my obviously my memory of this is also fairly hazy. But we, um, we like at some point. This was like around February 2014, I think. Yeah, exactly. there was like a two week period where you had broken up with Oscar, and I had broken okay, up with the what? girl that we I was seeing. We didn't know that the guy's name was Oscar. Can we address that for a second? Yeah. <laughs> He's Swedish, and it's it's a Swedish name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, very few what people know the grouch situation? was Swedish. What was his mm. skin type? <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, he had no acne. It was very sad. Yeah, I don't want that. Ah, I have just I have received a document entitled "Nurse Sketch." Ooh. Yes, <laughs> one of one of mm-hmm. the classic. Yeah. La la. Can it's you read nurse it? Nurse or greengrocer? Those are the two. It's one of the uh, ripest, the ripest jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this. There was this like two week period. Uh, where you'd broken up with Oscar and I'd broken up with this girl I was seeing uh, who it turned out had like five boyfriends, which was amazing. Um, and uh, and you and I spent a lot of time together, most of which had nothing to do with comedy, just like hanging out. And it kind of like... Though? Where? To the, point where, to the point where I remember lots of my friends at the time being quite annoyed by it. <laughs> Um, we like well doing like doing like Caroline shit. I, there's like, I remember like hanging out with you once on King's Backs. Um... I don't know. I, I don't really remember it specifically, but I remember spending a lot of time with you. And at some point, you like uh, you did an amazing. You hung out in the backs on in February. That doesn't make sense. Well, I yeah, think it was towards weird. the end of February. I think it was warmer. No, that's weird. It's it, King's. That's 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 who's going to the King's backs when it's still like not nice. Exactly. Yeah, but in I don't. It was nice on that day. Like, it, England, like. Starting in October, it's like January twenty first. Like <laughs> Am I now being cross examined about this story? <laughs> like, well, hang on, this isn't happening at all. One moment you're saying the greengrocer was Swedish, and then the next moment, <laughs> I mean, I'm no help. I can't remember where we hung out, and I don't remember ever going on any. The thing about our our friendship was it was like really like a flirty friendship. Like we didn't like go out to candlelit dinners, but we just yeah. like hang out under pretenses of like at no point was it explicitly a date or explicitly not a date it exactly, was like in a gray exactly, area exactly yeah exactly. Sounds, sounds like you should have gone to more candlelit dinners yeah damn yeah. uh and then at some point uh caroline uh baited me into buying her flowers uh <laughs> in it, which i respect as a psychological move it was very cleverly done um, remember what flowers they were i think they were white i think they might have been white roses was it reverse psychology? Like, uh, Joe would suck if I, I had flowers. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, really, I hate flowers. I hate flowers. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know what distracts me from acne? Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I sure do. You know what? I, I, I really do hate a man who wears a salmon pink blazer, but somehow if it's complimented with white roses, it seems a little bit less off-putting. Yeah. I've never been to a greengrocer's without there being white roses, have you? You know, there's so much about my time at Cambridge, especially as I got increasingly addicted to Adderall that I am so ashamed of. And I, like, look back at the person that I was then, honestly, with a shudder. But the Caroline who 
<laughs> somehow tricked you into buying me flowers. I honestly find that adorable and I stand by that. I'm very proud of younger Caroline for that. It was it was a Chad move and yeah. I have to I have Look, to respect that. You're lucky I wasn't yeah. having a bad trip or, you know, who knows what I would have asked you to buy. But Adderall's not like mm. that for listeners at home. Uh it's really only taken it if your doctor recommends it. My addiction was Funny only in retrospect. It was very not ha 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 at the time. No, it was more like buy buy me flowers and let's write a sketch about a greengrocer. <laughs> buy me flowers, you bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Burr, I'm so cold here. Hang hang out on the king's bags in February. Okay, I think it might you have been sure. slightly later than February. You know it warm me up as it was. It was flowers. Before, it was before the Easter holidays started, so it was like before like the 20th of March. Yeah, it was like th- in it that. Would, it would make more sense if we like. If this were in March, because in March, like, you know, English people aren't hanging Lousy out in the back weather. of things, but like for an avid flower watcher like myself, early March in Cambridge, you're going to be seeing snowdrops. You get the early crocuses. You'll, you won't have full daffodils yet, but like that's when daffodil buds start coming up. So you can start to see where the daffodils will be, which is always fun so that you can plan for early April. And I'm really into flowers and like really, I, I could see myself suggesting. I a fucking found that out the hard way. Uh, <laughs> Milo, have you, have you considered maybe making a purchase about this? Uh, well, you know, it's always an option. I um, think the way that I got you to buy me flowers was that you made some joke and I pretended to be upset by it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I guess you'll have to buy me flowers now. And you were like, what? And I was like, that's really the only way you can make up for this. Yeah. Something I will say about Caroline is that Caroline has an amazing ability to like uh, fake out a joke beyond any point of awkwardness to the point where like you can be like, no, no, surely you're joking about this. And Caroline will be like, nope for like 15 minutes Truly. to the point where I'm like, it's okay, I guess, I guess you're serious. Balance. Uh, so have, have we gotten to this point of the sketch yet? Uh, uh, Pierre, can I get a flower count from you, please? <laughs> uh, I mean, that was a lot. I just, I, 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 what I'm interested in is what would you say as someone who loves flowers is the shittest flower? Um, white roses, duh. <laughs> well... Um. <laughs> Guys, no, I'm going no. to have to. Can I excuse myself for a few minutes? <laughs> if you hear any sounds of crying from the next room, that's someone else. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, carnations are the worst flowers. But honestly, I was so upset when you gave me those roses. Carnation. I, I really, roses are so, they're such a bad flower to give. Like they're so unoriginal. And, and Milo got ones that were kind of brown, if I remember. Not only wow. am I a simp, I'm an unoriginal simp. This is where we're at now. This is Brown this is the level rose. I've reached. Well, I do recall that it was I kind of I bought them on the market, and I, it was kind of late, so it was sort of there was like a limited range of options, and I think the alternative was red roses, and I was like, well, we're absolutely not doing that. That just seems too much. <laughs> Bro, I know we're friends. Like this bitch is friend zoning me. We're, we're definitely uh, not doing that. So, you're, so you went to, you you well you read the game by Neil Strauss, and you decided to buy a. Buy a bouquet of bad flowers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I was wearing a huge fedora and a wallet chain, like a fedora that was eight sizes too large. Yeah, yeah. And he was just nagging me the whole time, like you'll never be Instagram famous or be part of the footlights. I was like, no. Yeah. You, you yeah. probably love white roses. That's the kind of basic bitch you are. That's why I bought them for you. Yeah, ironically. You're so not fucking quirky. <laughs> yeah. You're not weird at all. You're like every other American girl. Fucking Ashley, aren't you? Um, sorry that's about the Ashley we'll get from yeah. the Ashley community. Yeah, uh, no, sorry. That's uh, Laura Ashley. Uh, they're, 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 we've lost our corporate sponsorship from them. <laughs> <sighs> Sad to see. Yeah. Anyway, their closing down sale is uh, available online. Um, Are they one of the many businesses that's shuttering due to current yeah. events? Yes. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, well. Mm. That's what. That's why the sponsorship's really gone down the pan. This is just <laughs> a <right>. cover. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's saying cancel culture. This cancel culture. That. No, it's the pandemic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so towards the end of this kind of like flirty friendship, uh, period, uh, Caroline persuaded me that we should write a sketch together. And as it so happened on that week, uh, the person that I usually wrote sketches with was doing something else. So uh, I was like, like yeah, flowers, sure. apparently. Sorry? Uh, they were buying flowers, apparently. They were. Everyone was doing it that week. Um, mm. And so uh, uh, we decided to write this sketch. Yeah. And I actually, I'm remembering more now that we're talking about it. 
I remember one time. It's Proustian in that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I remember, I think you had me come and meet you at a coffee shop between classes to like work on something like you were working somewhere and I like came by and anyways we always worked in public places but oh my god cats they literally don't do anything all day and now they're deciding to just like just fuck up my home um but we'll address that later um I am really into animal abuse in my spare time, which I'm sure can be added to the long list of unfunny jokes that I make that people give me a hard time about. But Milo and I decided to write this sketch, and for the first time we were going to do it not in public. And I felt pretty certain that if we hung out not in public, now that we're both single, though Oscar and I, we lived next door to each other. So like we were still see- we were still talking and like we would end up getting back together and dating for the next three years. And so even though we were like in a fight that week, it wasn't like he was really out of my life. It wasn't like I'd found out that he had six other girlfriends. Um, yeah. and, and you can hear all of this in the sketch, right? Like it's all sort of written in, in subtext. <laughs> mm. But um, so. So I was like kind of skeptical about Milo because no offense, Milo, but like a bunch of other third year boys were hitting on me and they were all kind of like, none of them were as funny as Milo. Milo by far had the best personality. And well, he has a podcast now. I yeah. know. <laughs> Where are those other guys? Television? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> With their stupid acneless faces. Um, mm. But Milo was. Like, he wasn't going to do, like, romantic gestures. He wasn't going to, like, do things that I liked or, like, I don't know, really go. Well, we know that he wasn't going to do things you like. Just look at the flowers. I know. I know. I know. Right? The white roses with a little bit of, like, brown at the edges of the petals. Ugh. Next. I mean, Simon Cowell would not send you to Hollywood, Milo. But, um... But so that's right. Uh, Simon Cowell would the not say for Florence. The king of sketch. The king of sketch. Simon Cowell actually did come up through the through the uh, through the mm. footlights. In fact, yeah, the, every footlights audition was Simon Cowell, uh, David Walliams, and Amanda Holden yeah. judging you. I, I don't oh, know yeah, who that third I one is. Mentioned that that. The whole Footlights experience was just like reference to British people that I'd never heard of, who I know now, like David Attenborough and like Mary Berry from the Great British Bake Off. My first stand-up joke was that it has Mary Berry as the punchline. It was awful. Oh my yeah, god, we need to hear terrible. it. Mary Berry jokes. What is up with that? She seems like a nice lady. <laughs> oh, she was. It was. It was the. I think it was the. Um. God, I don't even. I. I don't remember what it was. I just remember that the punchline is that Mary Berry drowns me in a vat of double cream. Wow, this sounds like Brazzers.com <laughs> shit. Mm. Fake, fake Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> well, fake, fake Bake Off where Mary Berry does a murder? Oh, you're, you're a cheeky cunt for a Bake Off contestant. That's a bang on Mary Berry. I know, I know I've said this on the podcast before and I apologize, but I, if we're revisiting Riley's stand-up career, I insist on revisiting his best joke, which was, I went to a university that had a dictionary named after it, London Metropolitan Dictionary. Just kidding, I went to Oxford. That's actually a pretty good joke. Like, I think, <laughs> that's that's a good joke. It's a shit I, 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 I think that's excellently written. <laughs> I mean, it could use See? a it could use a greengrocer, mm. but uh, <laughs> yeah. What is a greengrocer? Yeah. Is it is it like a fruit stand guy? Like it's mostly a it's, you know mostly, a regular it's, it's mostly a sketch subject mainly. It's a it's, it's a fruit stand guy, but in indoors. And this can't be who we're talking about. British British comedy and, and sketches are traditionally about people entering places of business and, and misunderstanding them. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hilarious things such as wanting handles for forks, but being confused for someone who wants four candles. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Uh, uh, classic. So- it's why, you know, Brit- it's, that's basically why, like, Britain has so much soft power is uh, all of this fantastic joke writing about, you know, people confusing doctors for greengrocers and greengrocers for doctors and, and things of that nature. It's about yeah. small business owners. <laughs> the, the NHS was originally designed as a national food service, but it was set up by someone from the footlights. Yeah. We're, yeah. A, we're a nation of baffled shopkeepers. I feel really good about my choice to stick with memoir and stay in the internet art game. This sounds this sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The long the long and the short of my relationship with Caroline at the time is that uh I think I I was trying to hit on Caroline while going through the motions of writing a sketch with her, and Caroline was going through the motions of hitting on me while wanting to write a sketch with me. I think we need that to is read basically the dynamic. That's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was to, to be fair. To be fair, I was genuinely considering like pursuing something with you. I I just wanted to feel out the situation and get to know you and figure things out. And like, just to be honest, I I, I can't wait to talk about this episode of Balthazar Speedboat at your wedding later. <laughs> <laughs> Riley in costume as a greengrocer giving a best man speech, and I'll be dressed as a sexy nurse. Why, why is our wedding taking place here in my greengrocer's shop? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so uh, I, I've sent the I've sent the the the, the sketch script to you, uh, you you two, Olga and Pierre. Okay, so yeah. I'd, I'm I'd like to hear- girl. Pierre is boy. Milo is stage direction. <laughs> okay, Milo is okay. stage direction. Caroline and I are audience. Before you read this, you have to know that when I went over to Milo's room in Peter House. Which I he lived in the oldest college, and it was his third year at Cambridge. So he had a really nice room. Like your rooms typically get better the older you are, um, although it differs in some colleges. But I have always had a soft spot in my heart for like both art history and like elite university culture and British culture and. You, you and me both, Caroline. Fall into a Venn diagram of all three of those things, and so I went over to Milo's room, and and he had got me flowers, but there are these terrible white roses, and basically, as soon as he gave them to me, he tried to kiss me, and I, <gasps> I, 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 I just turned away and you and dodged. I pretended Wait, like. Hold on, hold on, hold the phone. This happened, and you then wrote this sketch. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's why I'm trying to understand. There's so much emotional trauma written into this sketch. Oh my god! <laughs> Daddy, the the <laughs> levels of emotion going through the mind of this greengrocer. Sorry, sorry. So, so you came up to the room. You did. You had some bad flowers. And then you went in for the kiss, and then you penned this document entitled Nurse Sketch. Yeah, okay. So, I go up to his room. It's It was nice. I remember it had a lumpy, like, sort of ceiling and, and a low door. And as we passed the, like, as we went up the staircase and, like, went into this, like, low door that you had to, like, or, like, just sort of, like, low ceilinged area, I remember you, like, pointed out you're like that's how you get onto the chapel roof i have a really specific memory of that because i eventually used that way to get onto the chapel i didn't roof do you wrong as that is how you do it <laughs> listeners bear that in mind yeah, if you ever want to get onto the chapel roof of peter house go to milo's room and you'll be able to access it from there <laughs> your dorm room and take a anyone for directions they'll tell you where milo's room is <laughs> well, no, so many, know. so many legendary kisses didn't happen there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so it was, it was where we wrote the. It was where he wrote his seminal work, Nurse Sketch. <laughs> I actually wrote the film Never Been Kissed with Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> so he tries to kiss me, and it's just it's all happening too fast for me. I think something that's really interesting about me, unlike my specific Caroline Calloway sexuality, is that like I'm quite performative and I'm like very happy being the center of attention and like I like being provocative and I like pushing the envelope and like I mean I have an OnlyFans now and like even then my first year at Cambridge I was like oh I want to play the sexy nurse like that's what I want to do on stage like that was appealing to me but when it came to like I was more of a traditionalist. I was like, could we make this a sexy greengrocer? I would feel more comfortable. It can be sexy, but come on, let's be realistic. There's a lot of sexy fruit and vegetable potential out there. 
Mm. Have you looked at fruit and vegetables? All of them are very rudely shaped. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So rude. This grocery store that sells only aubergines. (laughs) Everything everything in the store is is a dick or a tit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> my my truck delivering aubergines has crashed into this other truck delivering peaches. What are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, stop reading from the sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're giving uh, it away. Now we have to now we have to go to the hospital, which I'm pretty sure is a greengrocer and scene. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know how you guys ever tell a story on this podcast. I feel like I'm the only one holding this narrative structure together, just like sort of bulldozing forward. But you're welcome. That, would, that well, literally true. is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I, it's so I much more chaotic than this usually. In your podcast, but I would, I, it's like t- a very Carolyn what? Halloway thing to like go on someone else's podcast and to be like, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> and just, I, it's just my vibe. I, I have commanding energy, and sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes no, it's it's like good because it. normally this podcast is just sort of aimless rambling, but now we're finally getting on track and getting towards mm. something, yeah, truthful. I, right. love, I love that we're meshing well. It's a really a beautiful thing when the commanding energy is is appreciated and and vibes well. Yeah. But, by, by the receptive energy of Balth is our speedboat. One exactly. can say we are essentially the podcast is essentially bottoming and is the term I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We did once have a, 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 a narrative that went through this, uh, which was a very long breakup text that was sent to my cousin by someone who was like, sorry, you're too hot, but like spun it out <laughs> over seven paragraphs. Yeah. Dare um, I say that was a very Callaway text to receive. Yeah, I'm like, was I, think- I was like, was this text about me? Like, how did your cousin know me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's exact. That's exactly right. It was like, I'm sorry, Riley's cousin. I'm I'm sorry, Riley's cousin. I'm leaving you because of Caroline Calloway. This podcast has on multiple occasions been described as an extremely Caroline Calloway podcast. Yeah, <laughs> ma- mainly by us. Yeah, mostly by me. Yeah, okay. exactly. So shall we shall we read a sketch about a nurse? Shall we read no, a sketch about a nurse? No, we're not ready. This, uh, the the sketch is going to be so climactic, and this podcast will be so full of anticipation and so. of just like that school and like your whole world is like the three years of people there like that sort of trumps christian age you know like just like how people are at the school at least it did for me my freshman year i can't speak for everyone but i i was really intimidated to be honest what is christian age I just made up. It's anything that's AD. Yeah. Is that, yeah, exactly. Is that like a, since your baptism? Is that different? It's also just known as age, but you know, I like. Oh, okay. Like Christian name and name. I like to give. Like Christian like Christ, like Christ name or Christian mingle, you know, these. Or, or these Guru Murphy. Christian serp. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, what, what, what does he work for? Channel 4. Financial Times? Yeah. No, no, I'm thinking of someone else. So, yes, it is Channel 4. Milo and I have a deadline of when we need to finish this sketch because they're smoker auditions. Yeah, and back on track. Didn't <laughs> Come on. We have a schedule, people. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm sorry. This is the real me. I like a story. I like to stay on task. This is, I like this back and forth though. It's, it's great. Mm. Um, actually, no, I wish you guys were all keeping track of the goddamn story, but you know what? It's, it's fine. It's cool. I'm, yeah. I'm it's the cool. only podcast I've ever been on with an unreliable narrator. <laughs> so it's like magical realism <laughs> shit that we're doing here. I like it. <laughs> so I think we should read the sketch now, but keep in mind that we then wrote this like separately without seeing each other. As I remember, we then like worked on it individually in a word document and Milo really did the like lion's share of these jokes. I was so bad at I see distancing yourself from it now. No, 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 no. I'm I'm gonna really like wait till we get to the story of the audition. Mm. I'm gonna be like very hard on myself about yeah. I'll also add, it's not only the first time this sketch has seen the light of day, it's more or less the only time it's ever been performed truly in its entirety, for reasons we'll get to later. <laughs> Would you guys do me the honor of reading it? I actually, I literally haven't, I don't think I've ever seen this sketch performed because, well, the audition didn't go well. I'll tell you that. Um, Do you guys want to read it? 
I would, I would love to read it. I'm very Let's keen. I'll read the introduction. Like, yeah. Listening to the audiobook. <clears throat> so, um, boy, eyes covered, on stage, seated. A girl emerges, half dancing from the wing. Oh, I get because because this is you guys. Yeah, exactly. I can already see the. I can see it reflected yeah. in you guys already. Yeah, mm-hmm. a boy, presumably yeah. a greengrocer, sits yeah, on stage. <laughs> it's unwritten. So Why is that greengrocer blindfolded? The audience are thinking. Happy birthday! Open your eyes. Oh wow! Do you not like it? I'm a sexy nurse. You love sexy nurses. Do I? Uh, I guess it's better than last year when you thought I loved sexy giraffes. <laughs> That, that would be better. Yeah. It is better. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's a cheaper and easier costume, easier to get on and off. It's an easy would yeah. you rather question. Yeah. It's easier you to explain. Yeah. You have so many easier posters. To, yeah, it's easier to imagine. This is so amazing. Right, one of you is like dry, posh, and British, and one of you at least can mimic the enthusiasm of an unhinged American girl. It's just really <laughs> chef's kiss. Mm. But you um, love giraffes. Right, so- you have so many posters. They're majestic and graceful, the swans of the Serengeti. <laughs> Wait, that's actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just a guy with uh, yeah. lots of... This is, I mean, this is really just a long complaint to the Footlights Committee for not accepting this sketch. That's all this really is. <laughs> yeah. Footlights Committee, you could have stopped Bet this. But you feel stupid now. We're selling this to Netflix. <laughs> we are selling nurse sketch to Netflix. We're going to option it. We're going to make seasons. A dark, yeah. a dark reimagining of nurse sketch. <laughs> <laughs> Gritty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in German. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a black and white version of Nurse Sketch. It's on HBO. It's directed by the same guy that did The Sopranos. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, song. Yeah. You don't like well, it. I as Carfoot on stage seated, a girl emerges half dancing from Zvig. <laughs> Sorry, ca- carry on, carry on, Olga. <laughs> you don't like it. I'll go change. No, 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 don't no, don't change. It's it's perfect. Sexy nurse. Let's do this. Ooh, tell me where it hurts. Well, it's uh, very swollen. Good, because I'm here to take care of you. Oh, yeah, take care of me. So I, I can see the sexual tension in the relationship really mm. being written into the sketch here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was a lot. You've got to understand that it's a bit like listening to like Fleetwood Mac's rumors. You've got to understand <laughs> like those kind of strained personal dynamics that were going on. Uh-huh. I, could, I, I, could, I can see, Milo, you writing as boy, talking about how it's very swollen, and Caroline <laughs> as, as girl. I can see you, you earlier, you said you had an enthusiasm for being the center of attention as a sexy nurse, and you've kind of alluded to it here yeah well i mean i'm not sure if i've really alluded to it as much as i was literally just trying to um save myself the trouble of acting like as long as i could be my actual personality i figured i'd be capable of pulling it off a prediction that turned out that's why that's why tom when tom hardy takes an acting role he'll only take the role of a character also called tom it makes it easier because then you inhabit Mm. the character on stage which not a lot of people know when he played both tom cray and his brother tom cray (laughs) yes that's exactly right milo i don't know what you're talking about this joke is going so over my head they're they're two really famous british greengrocers from the east end it doesn't matter (laughs) Yeah, it was. They actually were the first British greengrocers to be mistaken for criminals. Yeah, yeah. Right, the Cray twins greengrocer. We're in charge of keeping the story going uh, from so, now on. Sorry, you Car- know what? See how you do. You'll. You, this will be a, a mushy podcast episode that had such a strong narrative arc and then just mm. fell apart. I'm just kidding. It's your I'm funeral taking place at the greengrocers. <laughs> I'd never give up control. I'm going to continue pushing this story along. Uh. Well, hey, mm-hmm. we need we need to finish that sketch, of course, because yeah, the going. audience needs to see where it goes. Yeah, good because I'm here to take care of you. Oh yeah, take care of me. <laughs> so, first, I'm going to have you fill out these forms. Oh yeah, I'm going to fill out the wait, wait forms. Are you allergic to any see- prescription medication? Uh, I don't know, sir. I need you to help me help you. <laughs> well. Uh, how can I help? I need you to be really, really still while I take a blood sample. Oh, yeah, take a blood... No! (laughs) Sir, I'm gonna need you to sit down. Is that a real needle? This isn't very sexy. 
What? And that's where you can tell that he's not finding the sketch very sexy at this uh, point. Yeah. Also, I I think you I think I know which bit you might have written, Caroline's the bit where about the forms. I don't think that would have landed with the NHS, where you don't really need to fill out a lot of forms yes. to get medical treatment. Oh, really? Yes. I, yeah, so I, we're I, going to leave you to die in the road for no reason. I yeah. I broke my finger during my third year, and I was like, you know what? Bones heal themselves. I don't want to go into debt. I don't know how this bizarre country works. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's more it's or less how it during is. the audition for this sketch. We'll, we'll come to that later. <laughs> well, the, the, the climax, of course, is the, is the finger breaking scene yeah. where she crosses the, those two green grocer gangsters from East London. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Sorry. Uh, Carrie, I believe you were taking a blood sample uh, and uh, the character boy was saying no. Yes, the, the, my character is, is uh, not into blood play, it turns out. You t- uh-huh. what? You tried to take a blood sample. But you love blood. No. A classic line. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hey, to be that fair, your favorite line in the whole sketch. I remember when we wrote it. I just like I would literally be like going about my day in Cambridge <laughs> the days leading up to the audition, and I'd just be like, "But you love blood," and just like chuckled to myself. I'm like, "Classic. This is brilliant. <laughs> We're geniuses." <laughs> Can I can I try uh, can I try the no a few different ways? We can see the best one. <laughs> Please, yeah. yeah. Please, can we give us a few uh, different tries? Mm. Yeah. But you love blood. No. Okay. Can we get one more? But you love blood. No. Okay. Last one. But uh, I want you to really sell it. Really okay. sell. Really sell to the audience. That you hate blood. Gotcha. Mm. But you love blood. No! (laughs) (laughs) You see, we're making so much progress with this. I think two more takes and we've got this. (laughs) Well, if you really want to help, well, if you really want to help, you should reach into my pocket. Ooh, okay. Ah, there's a scalpel in there. I'm a nurse. This is what you wanted. Is it? Look, where did you get this idea? Well, you really like that film. But I also like films with Sean Connery in them, but that doesn't mean I... You are not going to like the next outfit. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that's I can't believe that Milo... That's when she comes out in the green grocer outfit. <laughs> to, to this day, Milo still makes so many Sean Connery references, it's insane. <laughs> why, why do you have such a huge erection here in my green grocer store? <laughs> Dutch Sean Connery. What's going on here? That you are doing Dutch Sean Connery. And number two, <laughs> that's, that's George Lazenby. I love gold. <laughs> it's George Lazenby. Oh, yes, of course. In, in podcast canon. Is. Sometimes I feel like an alien in this world. I just like don't know what anything is. You don't Sean know who Connery Sean Connery was, uh, is? He was a secret greengrocer. <laughs> yeah. You know that show, The Secret Millionaire? They got the concept from The Secret Greengrocer. Yeah. Uh, so now someone's calling us on Google Call. Yeah, well, it's because we mentioned the uh, the secret greengrocer, Sean Connery, of course. It's, it's Stephen Fry's yeah. lawyer, I think. <laughs> yeah, I should I should expect that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Apparently, he gets terrible stage fright. Who? Apparently Sean Connery. He boys that are like forty years younger than him. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, wait. All we know about that. But yeah. that's still wait, that, Sean Connery does. That works out fine, doesn't it? If you're just as long as you're what sixty. Yeah, that's, I'm yeah. not. I'm not dating him. He just walks in my green grocery store. <laughs> these are these are filthy rumors being spread by the, the tabloid press. That's um, Stephen Fry, by the way, Caroline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stephen Fry. It is national treasure role as, of course, mm. green grocer. Yeah. You know, I actually, um, I, I think Stephen Fry has a wonderful voice. Mm. But um, the American Harry Potter books are better. Which you know what? Fuck, um, fuck everyone who says otherwise. Uh, I I think if we could attach Stephen Fry, we could option Nurse Sketch, <laughs> and I think he may be interested. Stephen Fry is doing the voiceover. Fry plays me. He plays girl. Yeah. Well, I was actually mm. thinking Stephen Fry does the uh, stage direction. Mm, I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm played by Jason Statham. Yeah, of course. Caroline is played by Emma Stone. Yeah, absolutely. I, oh, I love honestly, that. I love that for me. Mm. I mean, I, I think I can really see just how much effort went into this upwards of 30 lines of dialogue. I remember being mm. very stressed about finishing it on in time for the audition. Well, yeah, I mean, this it would, 
I mean, I suppose you will have rewrites in a table read, of course. Yeah, exactly. And then Caroline was like, I don't know who Sean Connery is. And I was like, we don't have time for this now. The audition is in 30 minutes. Uh, oh, yeah. Classic. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, you had to, I mean, really, if anything, the table read is just six or so years too late. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Would anyone like to hear the Footlights feedback about this sketch? Yes. I also have. Uh, yes, I would like to hear that, please. Thank you. You guys did a great job. Like, really phenomenal. Thank you so much. I mean, it's all thanks to the source material, to be honest. Milo, do you want to tell the story of how the audition went from your perspective? Uh, okay, yeah, let's do that before the feedback. All right, so uh, the audition, I, I don't remember it that clearly, but Caroline did tell me what she remembered of it, and that did sort of jive with me. Basically, we auditioned it. I can't remember who was there during the audition uh, specifically, but we uh, we started doing the sketch, and then basically uh, about three lines in, Caroline just forgot all of the lines. And so <laughs> that is literally the first time that that sketch has been read in its full entirety Ever. as a sketch. Ever. Oh, wow. Like, Milo and I hadn't seen each other since he tried to kiss me in his room, and I fled. And then I show up at this audition, and I legit – I bombed i bombed and and not just like did poorly as an actor i just remember being so impressed by how well milo improvised like i remember <laughs> i specifically remember i walked on stage and it was like open your eyes and then he was like what and i was like but you love blood and i just like jumped to my favorite line like and the footlights were like, we love this. Where is it going? <laughs> that makes it more like a, an I think you should leave sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's I think you should leave? It's, uh, it's a kind of horrifying sketch show. So I think lo- leaping straight into the whole you love blood premise is quite a nice. I just remember I said the but- you love blood line like straight out the gate. And Milo had to, I, I, he did such a graceful job of, of being like, do you mean I love blood because it's my birthday and you're dressed up as a sexy nurse? Like you did a green. <laughs> oh, so you 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 basically ad libbed the sketch back on track. It's, well, no, we then tried uh-huh. to had to like we basically ad libbed the sketch from that point onward, and we had sort of like run out of dialogue. And oh, Milo- I know what you did. You did the Seth Rogen thing where like they'll improvise a scene, then write down what works. You devised what you ultimately mm. ended up performing. I, I mean, you know, I'm surprised you, you don't, you know, I, I, I'd like to see, you know, more, more of that kind of writing style, in, in fact. Shockingly, also like we were rejected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still one of the greatest artistic defeats of my career so far. And I, if, if I'm honest, I'm not, I'm not really entirely over it. Um, anyway, here is, um, here's an email from uh, uh, Alex McKeith, um, who was oh then God, on the Footlights really? Committee. Holy shit. Yeah, Alex. I I should clarify. We all love Alex McKeith. He's a very nice man. How do you still have um, these emails? Who the hell is Alex McKeith? I, I discovered. Well, I only discovered this recently. I have a, a full archive of all of my emails from my Cambridge email that got ported into like a Dropbox or something. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and and I, I can still access them. Yeah, I I do not know why. Um. So anyway, <clears throat> dear Milo Just and Caroline. In case anyone asks where he went to university, and he can prove. He actually did. I can go. prove <laughs> any number within any number of embarrassing emails where I'm rejected from things. London um, Metropolitan Dictionary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Lon- the London that. Metropolitan it's a Footlights. Great joke. It's such a good joke. And it's mm. so it's so designed to 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 not try to get the the kind of empathy of the audience. I love it. Yeah, that's a that's Instant a gambit I do respect. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, dear Milo and Caroline, so far so good. Thanks for auditioning for the smoker today. Again, oh, perfect, great, great. great. Yeah. We're in the show at this thanks. point. I'm glad you because know, if they say thanks, it's like I'm glad I saw this, which means yeah. you know. I almost stopped reading at that point. I was about to ring Caroline and be like, "Honey, we're in." <laughs> <laughs> Un- <laughs> hey, let's finish that kiss because we're in. However. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I did the kids. The kiss wasn't aborted. It was like unfinished. Like it was made like, let's come back to that later. We'll um, circle back around. That. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see, however, at the start of the next sentence, the uh, the email takes a slight a slight turn for the sinister. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, oh dear. Oh no. Oh no. We Unfortunately, w- we loved it. 
and want to option it to Netflix, but only Hulu would take it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we won't be putting your sketch in the show this week as we felt it would be more appropriate for Netflix. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) uh, Uh, This is, of course, when Netflix was purely a DVD delivery service. (laughs) Yes, it would have been been really unwieldy. Um, (laughs) You're getting... Oh, great. Perfect. I've got my DVD of the governor sketch. As narrated by Stephen Fry in the voice of Sean Connery. Um, yeah, as as we felt it, I mean, Nurse Sketch would be perfect for Quibi. Um, what did they feel we, about it? I, you know what? I'm like fired up. Like I'm I'm both hurt and I'm like, what did they think about Nurse Sketch? <laughs> <laughs> I'd l- leave that in the comments below. Um, as we felt, it wasn't polished enough yet, and the premise itself wasn't developed in the piece, which is undeniably correct because undeniably we got correct. straight to you, you love blood. We literally made up the sketch during the audition. Uh-huh. You you gotta you have to earn your you love blood. Y- yeah, you exactly. Really do. And I did not earn it. I was just I was just so tickled by that line and a terrible acting partner. It turned out. Yeah, um, yeah. So the promo itself wasn't developed in the piece. We'll see you next term for more auditions. I hope you both have a good vacation. Oh, and this email was sent on the tenth of March. So this occurs. That checks out. Yeah. February, early March. Go. It must have just been like an unusually warm spring. Someone in the yeah, comments the defense rests. and be like, the temperature in Cambridge in March of 2014, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Seems, seems Miss Carol- Calloway, that you don't remember this anywhere near as clearly as you first claim. We made a number of assertions which haven't tied together with evidence. Yeah, so I honestly, I, when, so after my union, uh, after my talk at a little place called London Metropolitan Union, I um, I <laughs> called Milo. Or yeah, I I hadn't thought about Milo in forever. I was like looking at Twitter and like mentions of the event, and Milo. That's was when she like, gazed over to the bunch of white roses in the corner <laughs> of our room. Yeah, was, they adju- they turned just a little bit off as well at that point, mm. so it was very sort of evocative of yeah. of a faded memory. Oh my god, do you know what's so fucked up? Or just like interesting? We're like an hour and four minutes into this podcast and I just like conveniently haven't mentioned that I have a boyfriend. Like nothing's changed. Amazing. So much personal growth. Love that character arc for me. Oh well. I guess guess I'm not going to lean through the internet and go for another kiss then. (laughs) This podcast Uh, is over. (laughs) In in studio, Milo Edwards is taking up a bunch of kind of shitty white roses he got from M&S and just throwing them on the ground. Yeah, feeding them to our studio cat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually, it turns out you did date uh, before we talk about like reconnecting, it turns out that you did date uh, an American girl, like quite seriously. And I'm really curious about how that... Wait, are you suggesting that this is is somehow my way of, like, replacing you in my life? Like, I never got over Caroline, so I I had to date every American I I could find. I think the dynamic of, like, bubbly American girls and your, like, dry, British, sharp-witted humor, I just think it's a nice pairing. Are are you flirting with me right now? I don't don't really understand. (laughs) What is wrong with you? Hmm. I'm fully wide. Uh, I've been fully wide this whole hour. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just trying to get ready for some for some reconnect for some reconnection to see sparks fly between old lovers as the que- mm. audience asks the question, will they finish that kiss? Like what was I don't know, what was that relationship like? What do you mean? With your, my your, relationship no, with, with my ex girlfriend, who you never met? <laughs> yeah, with your American girlfriend, yeah, who you dated years later, you know? I mean, how long are your podcast episodes? Well, I, I thought that you might ask this, so I prepared a short so we statement. brought her in. Yeah. God, can you imagine? I, cool. I can. I am. Cool. I am mm. imagining. That would, mm. be, pr- that would be. We just brought all, all, all your exes in here I, in the studio. I get on really well with most of my exes, but she is not one of them. Um,. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, it was it was a relationship. We lived together for a while. It, I didn't. I did. It ended poorly. And then, uh, as I recall, you came in of the episode that we did with Molly Goodfellow, the first one. Yeah. About um, 
was it the the Lib Dem manifesto? I think. Yeah, it ended on my uh, on my birthday, my twenty sixth birthday, and I was in the studio having a moderate mental breakdown on Nate because I just made myself homeless. And then Molly Goodfellow, who I'd never met before in my life, walked into the room and just saw me and Nate like cuddling each other in front of a life size cutout of Elon Musk. Credit to Molly, she was totally professional. Yeah, absolutely. I, I handled that like a complete pro. Uh, mm. Was just here. She was like like letting fly with a lot of good zingers. Um, yeah, this wasn't the All skills. All you can just hear is just muffled crying in the corner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was. It was. You know. It was. It was a real. A real inflection point. I think in the history of our show. What yeah. was I doing? Um, I was babysitting his ex girlfriend, who I barely knew. Fun. Yeah. I was literally oh, right. sitting in There's... a room, being like, Milo is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Milo is an asshole. He never finishes his kisses. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a problem. Um, how are you doing now? I know your girlfriend just broke up with you because. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I I'm feeling great actually. You know, oh my God, I, I think my my latest ex girlfriend wasn't American enough. I think that's the problem. Yeah. I think I need to go back to that particular pasture and uh, you know start start a <laughs> We're you know. Same. We're just a monolith, American girls. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so I think that's that's going to be the real key for you. Um, and we're 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 starting we're starting with the Americanist one of all right here, uh, yeah. which is why you know you you went to that green grocer and bought you can buy you okay hold on you could yeah. buy flowers from a green grocer that is something you could yeah. do. The yeah. Tom Petty song "American Girl" was actually written about Caroline Calloway. It predicted uh-huh. her. Uh huh. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Tom. It is uh, interesting because uh, you know mostly it was recorded in a green grocer's. Yeah, that's what people don't know. It's like you can. It's it was like some weird Brian Eno shit where they realized that the exact reverb you would get off of a thousand aubergines brought exactly the kind of sexy energy they were looking for for that song. Well, yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to go make some some fried rice soon. Okay, that's how we end every episode of the podcast. By the way, that's uh, what Riley calls <laughs> jacking it. By the way, Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> with my family. I'm so excited. Wait, what are you doing with them? Going to see Hamilton? No, no, it it came out on Disney Plus today. Haven't you seen? Uh, yeah, that's why it's on my mind. Uh, but, no, sorry, I I just didn't hear what you said. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for giving you a hard time. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Hamilton with my grandmother, and she's very old, so I think I'll probably have to um be very far away from her in the room, but it'll be nice to see her. Hey, you Great. know what? I, I, it's it's you know that all of that that all that experience with nurse sketch I think it has really primed you uh, to mm. see how that influenced Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, I think if if Disney Plus are prepared to shell out that much money for Hamilton, I I think they should reconsider nurse sketch. They could give you at least like a couple hundred pounds for nurse sketch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nurse sketch open parentheses digit one close parentheses. Mm. Yeah, can I just say something very vulnerable and honest on your podcast? Please. It will get lots of clicks on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. It probably won't. But I I find when I see old friends from college, I find myself, especially like people who I haven't learned like a more mature like pattern of behaving with, like when I see people, people who I had like, you know, petty grievances with at college, like I find myself still, I don't know, holding a grudge or or just people who I talked about who, people whose opinions I cared about in college. Like uh, when I see them, I don't really see them. I don't see anyone these days, but like when I see them on Instagram, like sometimes even just like seeing their face, like I'm a really, really sensitive person or maybe I'm just dumb and immature or maybe everyone's like this and we don't talk about it. But I feel myself, um, I don't know, still caring about their opinion. And something I'm really trying to do as an adult is like repave over those like younger relationships with like healthier adult relationships. And I can feel myself like being flirty with you on this podcast, which is so fucked up because I do have a boyfriend and he's great. But I, I I really hope that (laughs) he's back. Is he still a grouch? (laughs) I hope that we can actually like, I don't know, like relearn a way of being with each other. That isn't just like sexual tension, you know, Mm. that's how I feel about Milo too. (laughs) Pierre and I never even started that kiss. Uh, I mean, the entire energy of uh, of Trash Future, for example, it's basically just like nurse sketch. It's the whole will they, won't they between Milo me and Milo. Milo refuses to hang yeah. out with me unless I bring two to three bags of human blood. 
Yeah. <laughs> and That's just called being prepared, Olga. All dynamics are like nurse sketch, really. We are, we are, we are all of us either a boy with eyes closed or a half-dancing woman. Well, like, <laughs> the two genders. Well, look, it's, it's, there are three basic stories. There is um, oh. man versus man, man versus nature, nurse versus boy. Yeah. <laughs> Either, whoever wins, we lose. That was the tagline, yeah. I believe, of the sketch. You know, all stories fall into those archetypes. Mm. You know, and, and I think what you did with nurse sketch is tap into something quite fundamental and elemental. You're kind of a Joseph Campbell yeah, in that really. play. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, that's, that's what Jordan Peterson was writing about in his insane maps of meaning, uh, maps of meaning book. However, the map of my meaning is the map of me going back to my house to make some fried rice, which is not a euphemism for anything. Yeah, fried rice, it's am I right, guys? Just actual fried rice. So I guess this has been a, yet another of uh, Balthazar's Speedboat, the show within a show that we do sometimes. And to additionally thank everyone uh, for being here and doing this dramatic reading of Nurse Sketch. We'll let you know if we get optioned.